Welcome to the Wealthstream Podcast. The team at Hightower Great Lakes share their insights and passions for empowering their clients to live their best life. In this energetic podcast, we will take you on a journey to help you navigate your financial future, overcome life's challenges to reach your financial goals, and find the financial clarity you've been searching for. Let's explore the downstream impact of your wealth and what it means to you, your family, and your community to live greater. Hello and welcome to the Wealth Stream with Tim Scannell from High Tower Great Lakes. Tim, how are you? I'm doing great. You know, it's tax time or not quite April when people are completing taxes, but it's we're probably in the month four of our tax planning time for our clients. So mm -hmm. I thought we'd talk taxes today. I know that's an exciting topic, Eric. Well, to be honest, Tim, I, I do kind of find it exciting. Not, not I don't know if exciting is the right word, but very interesting because of all the different changes that have happened over the last couple of years, all the different things. This is why I come here. I mean, this is, you, you, you give me such great information and the audience, such great information. Um, I know that we're going to learn a ton. So what specifically are we learning about taxes today? Well, one of the things we try to focus on with clients is we, we call it wealth enhancement. And what that really means is uh, we look at their debt structure, their their financing, but we also focus to a great deal on taxes because I don't know if you recall, I think it was in the 70s. I probably saw it as a kid. There was this commercial where someone says, it's not what you earn, it's what you keep. Mm -hmm. And um, it was just a memorable quite commercial from 30 years ago, but it's true. And um, you, know, you can earn a bunch, but if you're paying taxes on it, we always want to make sure you pay the minimum. So we're using all the strategies that are available. You know, we're not doing anything that's gray or questionable, but we just always want to make sure that we are focused on minimizing taxes using the current rules so that clients can maximize what they keep. Yeah. Okay. Well, obviously incredibly important. So let's get started. Yeah. So most listeners are probably thinking, now I'm in the process of, I should be in the process of gathering my data for my accountant. But from our perspective, what we do is our, the fourth quarter is usually the busiest time of year for us because we look at all of our clients' accounts. We do things like tax loss harvesting and other strategies. We implement other strategies to make sure that if something needs to be done before the end of the year to minimize taxes, that we're doing it. So we, we look through all of our clients' plans. We meet with our clients, we talk to them, and we implement. And then as we get into the first quarter, and this is something we do every year, we do a couple of things. Number one, our customer service, our client service people are starting the process of organizing tax files and tax information and making sure we get it to the clients, get it to their accountants. Um, but what I focus on and what the planning side of our business focus on mostly is really making sure the clients are aware of, of key changes or key tax rules for, for the year. So I wanted to go through nine, basically what I call key tax questions people should be asking in, in 2023 as they look at their plans. All right. That sounds fantastic. Let's get started. All right. So number one, uh, the first thing you should be thinking about or asking about is if you're eligible to contribute to an IRA, there are new limits. So it, you can contribute now up to $6,500 in, in 2023, and it was $6,000. So if you're planning on making contributions, just be aware of that. And if you're 50 or older, there is that $1,000 catch-up. So I'm 60, so I can actually put in $7,500 this year uh, if I if I want to put money into an IRA. And then right. we, I talked about it in one of the previous podcasts, but the other feature that they put in is they're basically bumping up the catch-up for people who are 60 or 
and then also at 63. So at, at older ages, they're increasing the amount of money that you can put in. They, they call it a catch-up because the thought is you you haven't been putting maybe enough in, and now that you're you know, in the last 5, 10, 15 years per, before retirement, they allow you to catch up and put a little more in. Um, so those rules have changed, and a lot of times people will just call and say, can I put the same amount in? We just want to make sure that they know that they can put more in, and plus the catch-ups are increasing also. All right. And then the second thing is, if you are in a 401k, which I think more people are than not these days, um, those in, those numbers or those contribution amounts also increased. So for 2023, you can put in up to 22,500 into your 401k of your of your own money as a deferral from your paycheck, and there is also a $7,500 catch up um, if you're 50 and older. So and those numbers were 20,500 plus a $6,500 catch up last year. So they have increased significantly. And I mention this because people like to put money in evenly throughout the year. Some clients like to put money in as quickly as possible, you know, in the year. Mm -hmm. Most payroll systems will automatically figure out what that maximum is. But if you're putting a percentage of your salary in, or if you're putting a dollar amount, you just want to be aware that you need to either log on to your 401k system or talk to your HR people and, and, and manually like go in and adjust it so you can put the higher amounts in. So Tim, let me ask you this, and you may or may not know, but so if you decide, hey, I really want to, especially for somebody, you know, over, over 50, by my math, that's 30 grand they can put in, right? Yeah, that's correct. Okay. So let's say they're like, okay, I, I want to put this much in and, and they have a, a really good paying job and they tell their HR department or they say, I want to put this, you know, I want to put in 10,000 January, February, and March. And they put in their entire 30,000. Does HR know not to put anything else in there because they've reached their limit? Um, yeah. Usually payroll systems at your company, I mean, oftentimes they, they typically are supposed to automatically cut it off when it hits the max. And, okay. you know, we always recommend people check their pay stubs just to make sure because not all, sometimes it, it falls through the cracks, but in hmm. general, yeah, the answer is uh, your payroll system should catch it. Okay. Uh, the third thing to think about is, and this is not applying to everyone, but, you know, sometimes I have, I have clients or their kids, their grandkids, uh, maybe hiring babysitters, cleaning persons. And there's always the issue of, do I need to be withholding FICA, the payroll tax for those people? And, uh, and so more and more people that I work with, when I talk to them, when I talk to their kids, they're, they have to worry about that. So you just want to be aware that those rules have slightly changed. And the the, the IRS has, um, everyone's probably seen, or a lot of people have seen that they're hire, the IRS is hiring like 87,000, you know, new IRS agents. And, mm -hmm. and one of the things that they've communicated is that they're going to focus on these areas where people who are maybe babysitting, childcare, daycare, cleaning people who aren't necessarily receiving payroll taxes, having them withheld, they probably should be. So there's going to be more and more focus on that with the IRS. So that's just a, a, an area to be aware of. Okay. And then the other one, and this, the fourth one is for a lot of my business owners, you know, oftentimes business owners, what they'll do is they'll operate maybe as a S corp or a limited liability corp or a C corp. Depending on how your business is structured, you have the you typically are compensated in two ways. You, there's a salary that you're going to receive for the job you're doing as owning the business or whatever function you're serving, and then separately, the profitability of the company will show up on your tax return, and that typically shows up through the corporation, like the the LLC, the limited liability corp, et cetera. 
And you, so you want to be aware and, and have a conversation with your tax professionals just because Social Security taxes are char are assessed to amounts up to 160000 in 2023. Social Security taxes are not assessed on like profitability or K-1 distribution. There's the opportunity just to do some tax planning to set to separate upfront how much you're going to get in wages, how much you're going to get in profit profit distributions, and as a result, minimize taxes. So it's just something you want to be aware of, especially as a business owner, to have the conversation with your tax professional sooner rather than later to get that started in January or February. Yeah, absolutely. That you don't want to put that off. <laughs> exactly. And, and Eric, you're probably going to need to do that. So focus okay, on I'll that. get on it right now. Yep. Um, the other thing is the fifth item that people need to think about is, you know, a number of years ago, I think in 2018, the tax laws changed, making it such that most people don't itemize their deductions anymore. Mm -hmm. And what happens is you get this exemption or itemized deductions, whichever is larger. So for 2023, that standard deduction is 27700 for married filing jointly. And that, that just means that Unless you have deductible expenses like property taxes, interest, charitable contributions, you, you're likely not going to be able to deduct the actual expenses. That's the case for a lot of people. What I do see clients, when I do see clients itemizing, it's typically because they have large charitable contributions that they're making in a given year. So one of the things we do is we try to help them tax plan. If you're going to be giving money, let's say, to your your university, your Boys and Girls Club, to a charity we want to schedule it out for the next three to four years and see what you're committing to and maybe accelerate and have a lot of those contributions made in one year instead of evenly over, let's say, the next four, because then it's just more tax efficient. So the only point of this number five item is think about what you might want to contribute in the next three to five years and then talk to your tax professional about what's the most tax efficient way to make sure it's deductible. Gotcha. All right. Number six. So number six relates more to gift tax planning. So I would say once a week, I got a question from a client saying, if I am looking to give money to my kids, let's say, how much can I give without, first of all, creating any sort of gift tax issues, any estate tax issues, but also will there be any income tax related to that? So there's a lot of confusion typically among clients about how the how gifts and you know money you want to maybe transfer to support your kids, your grandkids, your just people in, in general you want to help um, and what the gift rules are. And, and so basically the gift exemption or the gift tax exclusion in 2023 uh, went up to 17,000. And that just means that last year you could, you could write a check to one of your kids, let's say of up to $16,000 before you had to worry about filing gift tax returns. This year it's going to be 17,000. So there's just it just requires a lot of planning in terms of how you want to do it, when you want to do it, et cetera. Um, and we actually, I would say, for at least a third or maybe forty percent of our clients, that's one of the things we really do every year. It's on the agenda every year. We're helping them figure out a way to transfer assets, money, funds, real estate down to the next generation um, using the current tax gift tax laws and the state tax laws and minimizing those taxes. So, this is a change that everyone should be aware of. Yeah, absolutely. And and I know that you've, you've spoken about it, and I don't want to dive down a rabbit hole, but there's also a lifetime gift exemption, correct? So that all plays into it. Yeah, and so that that number actually 
it's during your life or at your death, you have the ability to pass over and above these gifts we just talked about. It, it's just slightly over $12 million. And that number, though, will go back down to $7 million in 2026. What happens is that there was a rule that set mm -hmm. that up that they call it sunsets. It goes away and reverts back to the old rule if Congress doesn't make any changes before 2026. So when we're working with clients on estate planning, we're, you know, we're, we're using that 12, $12.9 million number right now, but we're also anticipating that it'll probably drop down to $7 million in 2026. Okay. And, and but people that in two, at the end of 2025, maybe hit that 10, 11, close to $12 million mark, it's their grandfathered in. I mean, it's not like they're going to say, oh, well now it's seven. So, so if, for example, in 2023, the, the exemption amount is 12,920,000. Mm -hmm. And you could transfer that amount um, without any, you'd file a gift tax return, but there would be no gift or estate taxes. And then in 2026, if the law does revert back to 7 million, they're not going to ask for that money back. They're not going to assess Good. you with taxes on that. So it's whatever the rule is at the time you make the transfer. All right. Perfect. So number seven is they've increased the the age for what they call required mandatory distributions or also known as RMDs. That's what a lot of clients call them. Um, currently it's age 72. So a couple of years ago, for the longest time, it was age 70 and a half. And the year you turned 70 and a half, you had to start taking money out. Now, then they changed it to 72. And now what they're doing is starting this year, they're changing it to 73. And then over a period of time, they're going to eventually increase it to 75. So hmm. what they're doing is they're allowing people to maybe wait till they need to take it out. So we work with a number of clients who are taking it regardless because they need the cash flow and want the cash flow, or maybe for tax planning, they're doing it. But we also have clients who are deferring it as much as possible. And this is a nice tax planning um, strategy that they can implement for that. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. I mean, people are living longer, so that makes sense. Yeah. And number eight is, and I talked a little bit about it in a previous podcast, but I thought it's so important that we talk about it again. And that is you know, when clients ask me if they want how to save for college, oftentimes we talk about 529 plans. And 529 plans have tax benefits that incentivize or create incentives to accumulate more money for college. One of the things is we're always estimating, right? I mean, where is your son or daughter, granddaughter, you know, grandson going to go to college? Is it going to be Purdue or is it going to be Harvard? And those obviously the costs are very, very different, or maybe they're going to get scholarships. So we're always estimating and we're trying not to over-accumulate, but over-accumulation happens. And in the past, what would happen is all that excess money, you could transfer it to the, like the, you know, your kids or grandkids, or you can transfer it to other nieces, nephews. But there was, if you took it out, you would pay taxes and penalties on the earnings. So one of the things that they've said is, is there's restrictions and the IRS needs to come out with more specifics still, but they're going to allow you to take up to $35,000 of these 529 over accumulations and convert them to Roth IRAs for the benefit of the, 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 the child or the person who actually the money's set aside for. So I think that's an amazing, great feature. And we're really, uh, we've got our radars up to make sure we get the guidance when the IRS comes out with it but it's going to be on the agenda for a lot of our clients um, who, for whatever reason, did overaccumulate. Yeah, yeah, which is a good problem to have. Exactly. And no number nine is um, something we, so one of the things we do when we talk about advanced planning is 
we try to help clients make an impact for the charities that they favor. So, you know, Eric, I know we, you've talked a lot about how charitable you are. Uh, I think you said it's Boys Town. I, I we like Boys and Girls Club, the YMCA. Um, we have a we really appreciate this, the work that's done by Porter Stark here in Valparaiso. And one of the things is um, there's these when you when you have the ability to take money out as you're required to minimum withdrawals, which we talked about. There are features where you can you can transfer some of those directly to a charity, and it's tax efficient. One of the things they they created for 2023 is something called a qualified charitable distribution to a charitable remainder trust. And it's too there's too complicated to really get into the details, but as a bottom line, a charitable remainder trust is a really nice tool for a number of clients to accomplish two goals. Number one, they can still retain some income or they can, you know, take some of that income and pass it to the charity. Um, and then, but ultimately the principal, um, you know, they can split the interest in the, in the principles so that they can get some lifetime benefits for themselves at the same time, benefit the, you know, the charity that they favor when they pass on. So th this is a, a, this is a complicated one. So reach out to me if you want any more information. I, I don't want to get too into it. Plus we're still waiting for a little bit of guidance from the IRS, but we think it's going to be a big one for our clients. Cause I will say that more than half of our clients have strong charitable intent. And uh, we that's one of the things we really enjoy working with clients on is figuring out a way to really make an impact um, with their legacy. Yeah, Tim, and this is something that I know is obviously very important to you as well. This is something that you've spoken on on previous podcasts. Obviously, with rule changes, you're keeping your finger on the pulse of it. But the community of folks that you have, as far as both clients and the people that you are associated with, your network, and also people that work with you, this is always seems to have been a passion for you. Yeah. And, you know, when we've had a few, I call them the passion series. We've had a few podcasts with some of our clients who have exited their business and really, you know, gone right into their passions. And mm -hmm. oftentimes they're, they're charitable. Um, and it's just fun to watch. I mean, it, it, I, that's, I really, really enjoy that part of you know, what I do for a living. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, again, w with the rule changes, with the different things, with these nine tips and points, uh, people need to reach out to get a better handle on it and and speak to someone who is keeping their finger on the pulse of this. So can you give me your contact information again so they can reach out? For sure. So they can always call me at 219-531-4941 or send me an email at tscanell at hightoweradvisors.com. Perfect. Tim, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for all the great information. Oh, thank you. I always appreciate this, Eric. It's, it's always fun talking to you. Absolutely. All right. And our last thank you, of course, goes to you, the listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Wellstream podcast with Tim Scannell. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Tim comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. And we humbly ask you to share this podcast, rate it and leave a review as this actually does help others find the show. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Hightower Great Lakes, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Wealthstream podcast. We hope you gained some valuable insight that you can apply to your life and share with others. Please don't forget to subscribe below to be notified when new episodes become available. And don't forget to live greater. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Hightower Great Lakes. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified 
certified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Hightower Great Lakes is a group comprised of investment professionals registered with Hightower Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Some investment professionals may also be registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Associates, LLC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk, and there is no guarantee that the investment process or the investment opportunities referenced herein will be profitable. Past performance is neither indicative nor a guarantee of future results. The investment opportunities referenced herein may not be suitable for all investors. All data or other information referenced herein is from sources believed to be reliable. Any opinions, news, research, analyses, prices, or other data or information contained in this presentation is provided as general market commentary and does not constitute investment advice. Hightower Great Lakes and Hightower Advisors, LLC, or any of its affiliates, make no representations or warranties express or implied as to the accuracy or completeness of the information or for statements or errors or omissions or results obtained from the use of this information. Hightower Great Lakes and Hightower Advisors, LLC, assume no liability for any action made or taken in reliance on or relating in any way to this information. The information is provided as of the date referenced in the document. Such data and other information are subject to change without notice. This document was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed herein are solely those of the authors and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors, LLC, or any of its affiliates.